Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hey, this is Anna David. You're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast about sharing your dark to find your light. Um, if you want to know if you should be telling your story, because hearing people tell really funny, tragic stories about their lives can make you wonder, go take my quiz. You get it at lighthustler.com slash quiz and uh, answer all the questions and you will get uh, the results. If you should, if you're ready to be telling your story, because we've all got stories and we all should be telling them. That's my personal point of view. Um, what else do I want to tell you? That's about it. If you like this podcast, I hope you'll go subscribe just because it helps other people find it and it in turn really, really helps me. I love the woman that you are about to be hearing. She, This is from one of my live storytelling shows. So you've heard her before if you're a regular listener. Um, she's a total genius. She's written for the New York Times and Atlantic Monthly and a whole bunch of other places. She's got her own storytelling show. Um, she's She's what they call a spitfire. Do people say that word anymore? Well, now they do. Anyway, uh, you are going to love her. This is Natasha Vargas Cooper. I've got her next storyteller. Uh, you're in for a real treat. She's been an editor for Vice and Jezebel. She has an awesome storytelling show herself called Public School. Please make some noise for Natasha Vargas Cooper. What's up? You degenerates. Okay, so I'm what you call a double winner. Uh, I identify as an addict of people and substances. So that means that I like mind-altering, mood-altering, mind-bending men, right? (laughs) And and what I really, really like to do is pair that with like a nice red or uh, 10 milligrams of Ambien and uh, some benzos and a bad decision. Um, So... Let me take you back. Let me take you back to like 2010. I had already uh, gotten a DUI. I'd already gone to jail. Um, I was mandated to go to the program. And I was like, this is really interesting. You guys all look like you're really benefiting from this. Um, And uh, I I don't even... point the miracle started and I again I surrendered but at first I was like hmm I you guys are all in a lot of pain I really I really hope it works out for you and all this other shit. So, um, there's a couple of you in here who can relate. So I uh okay so so I go I go to this reading and um there's a dude and I'm in this phase where like I'm so like 
like because I've been going to program and because my license has been suspended and because um, my life is falling apart, I'm like a raw nerve, right? Which is like basically the time where like when you're like an addict, you're like, now's the time when I should fall in love. Now's the time when I should make big plans. Now's the time where I should open my heart. <laughs> to whatever the universe wants to give me, right? <laughs> but because I'm a double winner, it's not what the universe wants to give me. It's what I will bend the universe to my fucking will to give me, right? <laughs> So it's like, if I fucking target you, that's it. Like, we're done. Like, that's my whole, my whole day is built around that. I've, I've like, Googled you. I've gone deep. I've figured out, like, what your favorite novels are. I follow you on Twitter. I, like, you know, like, slide into your, you know, like, it's just, there's a whole fucking program, right, that I will fucking work around you. Uh, because that distracts me from all of my problems and feelings, right? So anyways, I go to this fucking reading, and there's a dude there, and he's like in his 40s and like the reading was awful but like he was great and I was like you're in your 40s you're not that good looking but you're smart and I'm young and good looking I will seduce you right <laughs> so, like afterwards I like saunter up to him and I'm like ah, la, 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 right and, 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 he, and he like nothing Right? And I was like, let me give you my email. Or I don't know what. So then like two days later, I find his email. So I don't even wait for him to contact me. I was like, hey, I'm the girl. Ah, and like, you know, whatever. And he goes, hey, it was like really great meeting you. And I was like, great. Uh, he's in. And uh, then, because I had a sleep disorder, I had for seven years a 10 milligram prescription to Ambien. And the first year, I was well behaved. And I was like, I will take as prescribed and close my eyes and go to sleep. And then sometime around the second year, I was like, what happens if I don't close my eyes? <laughs> what happens if I add some wine? What happens if I drive my car to some woman to order hot dogs and cigarettes and leave either hot dogs and cigarettes on the counter barefoot? Um, so, uh, take my ambient. And I'm like, look, you really need to go on a date with me because, right, you know? And like, he doesn't respond. And then I email him again the next night because I was like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like, I control the universe. Like, everybody else, like, they, you know, they vibrate at a certain level of intensity, not me. I'm faster, I'm smarter, I'm hotter. Like, I need, you mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you up to speed. Just follow me, just follow me. So then, um, so I badger him into like meeting for dinner. And we meet, and like, I, it's like I'm meeting with my accountant. Like, there's nothing happening. But then, I'll, somehow we like get into the subject of mental health, and I was like, how's your mental health? Like, being all provocative about it. And then, homeboy just opens up, and he was just like, so, I didn't know that I was bipolar, and then one night, I stayed up all night, and then, um, like, I guess that triggered a manic episode, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Go on. Like, I'm saying, like, yeah, I like the Velvet Underground. I'm like, we have this is great. I love, like, you had a manic episode. Like, I can take care of you. Let me, because I'm in such a good place in my life. I'm losing my parents. I have a DUI. I went to jail. I need to take care of someone else. And, uh, and then he's like, yeah. So then, like, you know, I triggered a manic episode, and then I was convinced that um, 
I was Jesus, and then I went out on the street to preach, and because, um, uh, yeah, right? And again, I'm like, you're going to be my boyfriend. <laughs> Jesus is going to be my boyfriend. But then, and then he was like, but like nobody was paying attention to me, and then I got convinced that I was the devil. Like, nothing, none of this phases me. And I was just like, great, totally, yes, high five. And then, uh, and he's like, and then I was medicated, and like I got better, and, and I was like, are you still medicated? And he's like, no. And I was like, great, like who needs it, right? Am I right? And then he's like, but like, it's, like for it just to be a friend thing, it's going on too long. So at one point, I'm just like, is this a date? And he's like, well, which is like, you don't want to hear that. And he's like, there's this girl in Brazil that I've met once, but I'm, but we, I've been in love with her for four years, and we talk all the time. And next week, I'm flying down to Brazil to see if I can marry her. And again, I was like, I have one week to dream of a man that I am the one, right? And it was basically like. It was because his writing was so good, and I was just like, I'm a writer, you're a writer. It's, it's enough, it's enough, we'll make it work. So then, so I like, um, so then he like, I'm like, okay, let's let's wrap this up. And so he walks me to my car, and I like, I like lean over, like give him a kiss on the cheek, and it was like kissing a cadaver at an open casket funeral. Like nothing, nothing. And I was like, I had a really nice time tonight. And he was like, uh-huh. And I was like, okay, bye. So, cut to the next night. It's ambient time, right? So, for those of you who don't know, real quick, ambient numbs your frontal cortex. It's not a benzo, it's not a tranquilizer, it's a hypnotic. So, all it does is numb the part of your brain that tells you to stop. That's it. Right? That's all it is. <laughs> so, I sent him a text message, because he said that he does most of his writing at night. Perfectly healthy, perfectly normal. And uh, he's again, and I usually write from like midnight to 6 a.m., totally healthy, totally normal. And I, uh, so I sent him a text and I was like, when are we gonna have a sleepover? And he writes back, you're a handful, aren't you? The dude who thought he was the devil is saying I am a handful. And then I was like, I want you to bring me a soda. <laughs> No response. Weird. Weird to have no response to that at 2.45 in the morning. So then I go, fuck this, I'm just gonna call him. So I just call him, because there's nothing unsexy about that, right? It's really hot. So he doesn't answer. And then I text him, why are you being coy? <laughs> And then he blocks me on all social media the next day. But what, here's what's amazing, right? Is that I walked around telling the story for like a couple of weeks. I was like, isn't that so funny? Isn't that so funny? Aren't I so weird? I'm so, such a weirdo. And then uh, my friend was like, do you realize that you out crazy a fucking crazy person? And I was like, <laughs> and that was just one of the little epiphanies on the way to actually getting sober and actually quitting taking Ambien, a sleep narcotic for seven years, to which I have three years sobriety from next yeah. month. And I would love, I would
would love to tell you that ever since I've been clean, I don't badger men into loving me. That's still around. I'm still working through that and uh, doing a brave moral inventory on it. But I de it's definitely like, I definitely do it less and, um, <laughs> and more appropriately timed. But I guess like, I guess so here's, Here's the ending of the story. There are those of you in this room who are addicted to substances, and I envy you, because once you're abstinent from that substance, like, you're there, you got it, right? Then there's some of you who are addicted to food and addicted to people and had adult, uh, adults raise you who are addicted to that, and what we deal with is something so much more oily and so much more complicated. And so while, like, I, like, for me, kicking substances was easy. Like, all this other shit is incredibly hard. And so I'm right there with you. And I do hope in like another couple of years, they'll come back and be like, guess what I figured out? But I don't know. Okay, thank you. Yeah.